Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse will be joining us. we got a great show, and I want to respond from yesterday's show. If you didn't hear it, Dr. French was on, and uh, boy, did he have some good information on the marijuana issue. And also, Jesse's written a book on that, but we need to alert people about the problems of marijuana. Today, we're going to be talking about Pfizer's documents showing that COVID jab murders babies in the womb, and it's not good for mama either. So we're going to be talking about that and much more. we got our friends from Church Militant coming on board. Also, uh, I want to give big news. Yesterday, Bishop Joseph Strickland, I hope you heard his show yesterday after our show speaking because it was powerful, but he came out with another pastoral letter. His first one was a home run. The second one's a grand slam. I'm on, Terry. Hey, yes, uh, there's my brother, Jess. So that's good news that uh, Bishop Strickland is shooting from the hip. And what he's doing is... He's doing what St. John Paul II did in saying that we're just going to major on the fundamentals. I'm going to continue to repeat what the church has always taught on issues. And I think that'll communicate to the folks who want to change things that that's not how the church operates. Jess, welcome back, brother. How are you doing, my friend? Good, Terry. I'm here in Philadelphia, uh, the, uh, the, the city of brotherly love. Not a lot of brotherly love out here, Terry, as that's you look right at here. the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, not a lot of brotherly love, but... Uh, but I'm here nonetheless. Just want to mention a few things here, a few news items. Good, let's hit them. Yeah. A police officer in Warren, Michigan, saved an 18-month-old baby's life wow. who had stopped breathing on Tuesday evening. As Officer Frazier pulled over a speeding Camaro, the driver shouted for help, we got a baby and you're dying. The heroic officer said the baby's face was blue. Oh. So he patted the child on the back and was able to get the baby to breathe again. Wow. It appears something may have been blocking the child's airway. So that's a good news item. Here's another one. Peer-reviewed study finds that ivermectin reduced deaths by 74%. (laughs) We now get this study that has been officially peer-reviewed and published, and it shows significant reduction. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Jesse, we've been saying that. For years, and you know, th- again, why do you think we're so careful about what's going on again with our country? We do we trust our medical professionals? But yes, I I think we need to just keep asking questions. No, I don't trust our medical professionals at all. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I don't plan on cooperating at all. Not on round I, two. No, I'm gonna 100 percent not cooperate with everything the the medical community is saying. That's me, Jess Romero. Yeah. I mean, I may suffer consequences for it. Who knows? I may get thrown out of facilities. I may. Uh, who knows? I get get thrown out into jail one day. I'm not sure. But I don't believe them, and I'm not gonna cooperate with their nonsense, Terry. You got it, brother. Any other yeah, one, to know file? Yeah. Yeah. One one last thing on the need to know file. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, the the Burning Man. This is a yearly drug-infested mu- yep. music art and art festival in northern Nevada, in Black Rock City. It's it's like a modern Woodstock. It's, yeah. That's what it is, that's basically what it, is. what it is. According to reports, this year's Burning Man was exceptionally degenerate and dubbed the wildest festival of the year. Uh, the people that engage, they call themselves burners, these young people, this what I would call the lost generation. Yeah. Uh, they engage in sexually degenerate activities oh, yeah. that I can't even describe. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, here, but I, the yeah. good news, Jesse, on that is God, I say God sent a, a, a rough That's where I'm rain, going. Go ahead. That's where I'm going. This yeah. is awesome. So, so as, as a lot of sin, didn't it? Go ahead. Yeah. As, as they're doing their, uh, 
uh, Egyptian dance uh, and, yep. and, and their and their orgies. Yep. The heavens opened up I and an, est- an estimated 73,000 people were trapped after a monsoon storm moved through Black Rock City. So the Burning Man attendees late Friday night were told to shelter in place <laughs> after a storm dumped torrential rain on, on the event and turned it into a giant soupy mud pit. So the event was over. <laughs> Wonderful. Great news. Praise God. And where's one more need to know file? Uh, President Trump says COVID shot manufacturers should release data on vaccine injuries. You think? Why shouldn't they? That makes sense to me, Jess. Okay. And he's also saying to resist because uh, they're uh, they're playing with us once more. It's all about power. This is not this is no this is not a pandemic. Uh, you know that's going to kill the world. It's it's once again they're trying to exercise their Marxist communist power over us right before the elections and we're not going to we're not going to play the game most people i don't think are going to cooperate the second time well, around Jesse, here's the here's the facts we have a couple years of data on this and here's my question about masks because we're in cal i'm in california they're going to put us on masks again i, I refuse it oh, but yeah. here's the bottom line california versus florida both with with a lot of people florida has 25 million people california has 39 million no difference with with the effect of COVID wearing the mask or not wearing the mask. The death rate was the same in Florida as in California. So here's the question. Common sense says, why put the mask on? There was no difference in the results. Go ahead, Jess. That's my, I'm just saying, I'm simple. Look at the facts. And the problem is, Jesse, people don't want to look at the facts on this issue. No, the, the, because, uh, the, Terry, the facts are, uh... They're, uh, you know, darn those facts, you know, when they don't say what you want them to say. Let's talk about today's gospel, Terry. I love it. Soul food, brother. Let's preach it. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law, this is Peter, was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. Mm-hmm. At sunset, all who had, who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And, and demons also came out from many, shouting, you are the son of God. <laughs> and he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, to the other towns also, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. Hmm. And he was preaching in the synagogue of Judea, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Firepower there, brother. Yeah, 20, 25% of Jesus' ministry... Yep is exorcisms driving out demons uh and again we probably i'd say like every third or fourth gospel every third or fourth day jesus is performing an exorcism this is why uh once again uh father ripperger started an institute called liber cristo i'm I'm part of i'm part of the team over there and it's an institute to help people uh heal heal and deliverance using catholic norms and principles not uh you know using 
Pentecostal Protestant principles that really don't work. It's just it's just pure emotionalism. These are monastic principles going back to the to the desert fathers, going back to the scholastics. In other words, it's uh if it, it, it's like anything, Terry. I tell people, um, getting in shape, getting out of shape is very simple. Getting in shape is very difficult. Inviting a demon into your life through a con constant mortal sin, that's very easy. Getting the demon out is very difficult. Yes, can I just mention one thought from this gospel that's very practical for you, for me, for all of our listeners, and that is we're supposed to imitate Jesus Christ, okay? So he says, I must proclaim the good news for the kingdom of God because for this purpose I have been sent. Well, he's sending us, Jesse. So when we run into difficulty, prison, persecution, we don't look the other way and say, oh, well, we can't do that because, you know, I, 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 I might get hurt. No, we say, well, you know what? We're going to follow Jesus Christ in season and out. And that means the message we're going to give, the world is going to reject it just like it rejected Jesus. And we're experiencing that today. A absolutely, Terry. And that's also that last phrase, the last verse of today's gospel. That's also the solution yeah. to how to stay stay free Amen. from diabolical affliction. Yep. Is not only you have to go where you hear the good news proclaimed. Yeah. That means you have to go to mass every single Sunday right. and the six days of obligation, so you can hear the good news of the kingdom of God proclaimed. Because and then you have to also throughout the week read, study on your own. Amen. Because when you form the intellect based on the word of God and based on, uh, on, on the teachings of the Catholic church, it's, it's knowledge of your Catholic faith that keeps you from making mistakes mm -hmm. and falling into areas like, you know, drug addiction, yep. the occult, yep. uh, intoxication, uh, you know, just, a a, a, a lifestyle of debauchery, Amen. all those things invite diabolic affliction, hearing the good news and knowing the good news Keeps you, as uh, Father Monsignor Rossetti says, the Washington, D.C. exorcist, he says, it keeps you demon-free. <laughs> well said. Amen, amen. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Bishop Sheen. Full Sheen ahead here. This is for our fathers, uh, the priests and bishops and lay people in, in the Vatican. Bishop Sheen's got a message for them about the Senate. He said, moral principles do not depend on a majority vote. Wrong is wrong, even if everybody's wrong. Right is right, even if nobody is right. I think that's the message I'd like to send to the folks in Rome when they're voting on issues of morality. It has nothing to do with God is a monarch. He's, he's not a democracy. When God that's reveals right. something yeah. to us, we have to enjoy it. We, we either reject it or accept it. And I'm encouraging everyone to accept the word of God as coming from Jesus Christ, the true God and true man. Yep. Yes, when we Amen. come back, we're going to have an interesting conversation about uh, Pfizer documents showing that COVID jab murders babies in the womb and much, much more. we got a little clip to play, but uh, this is serious matter, and especially when we're going to have round two coming up soon here in our country. Stay with us, family. We'll be yep. back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, preaching the word of God to the city of, of brotherly love. But I'll tell you what, Jesse, can I just make a comment that yeah. I don't usually talk too much on politics, but have you noticed 
whether it's uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, all these all these uh, cities that are run by a Democrat uh, party, they're all falling apart. It's like chaos. The cities are are like uh, you know prisons, and 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 uh, the vacancy rates for companies. Yeah, have you noticed? They're that? And they're violent, and they're yeah. full of homeless. I've noticed that every one of them. But just high crime rate. Yeah, just let's set the stage about this little uh, clip that we're going to play. Uh, about Pfizer's documents and the- yeah, this is this is a clip. Uh, it's this Dr. Naomi Wolf. She's on Steve Bannon's War Room, and uh, she's a she's a, a she considers herself a feminist author. She's a journalist, uh, and she's also a Democrat. And interestingly, enough, Terry, yeah. she's a whistleblower. I don't think the Democrat Party likes her too much. Uh, Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip with Do- with Naomi Wolf and? Uh, And starting as early as 2020, if you were an OBGYN, all you had to do was fill out a form on the portal and you would get money delivered to you directly from HHS. And they were talking $16 billion. But what you had to do was attest that your patients had COVID as a primary diagnosis. But if your patient was pregnant, it could be a secondary diagnosis. Me, And this was 2020, right? So meaning you have a pregnant patient, she is vomiting a lot from morning sickness, that's her primary diagnosis, or she has preeclampsia, something totally unrelated to COVID. You wouldn't get the money unless you secondarily said, oh, she also has COVID, then you got the money, which leads us again to questioning the whole data-based reality of this whole quote unquote pandemic, which is all of these uh, physicians, obstetricians, gynecologists were financially incentivized starting in 2020 to spin up, to document, even if it didn't really exist, um, a ton of COVID cases. And then in 2021, they were financially incentivized. And to this day, they're not only incentivized, but financially punished, incentivized for telling lies to pregnant women about how safe and effective the mRNA vaccine is for them and punished financially for telling pregnant women the truth to this very day. And babies are dying as a result. And we know it. Dr. Thorpe uh, reiterated in my interview with him what independent midwives that I've also interviewed have found, what he said before, fetal malformations, chromosomal malformations, um, babies born prematurely, babies born unable to breathe. We've documented that um, horrible, he's never seen anything like it, um, horrible outcomes for, for mothers and babies. And as I've mentioned before, maternal deaths, deaths in childbirth up 40% after this um, mRNA injection, which really compromises the placenta. So these are absolute criminals who have taken over the the treatment, the care of the most vulnerable population, which is pregnant women. And when you're pregnant, you trust your obstetrician, you trust your OBGYN, you do what they tell you, you are scared not to do what they tell you to do. And they've been thoroughly incentivized to lie and lie and lie to pregnant women in a way that we know from the Pfizer documents murders babies in the womb. Wow. Jesse, follow the money, man. Wow. Isn't that terrible that, that this this is and you not only for the babies and the moms, but I also noticed that doctors were telling me that even for uh, someone because I do about 200 uh, funerals a year. And I remember at the time they go, yeah, they all they all put COVID because the government's giving them twenty thousand dollars extra uh, when somebody dies from COVID, even if they didn't. So they're going, well, hey, free money, man. This is how sick this is going, Jess. Yeah, Terry, this is the whole 
uh, Bill Gates depopulation through vaccination. Yep. yep. That we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it work out uh, in living color. And thanks be to God to Naomi Wolf again. She's a Democrat. She's a feminist. She's a she's a journalist. Yeah. She's a whistleblower. Yeah. You know, she she's one of those Democrats that I would I would call her a liberal, not a leftist. Right. There's a distinction there, big time. Yeah, a liberal is somebody who you can you can talk to and you can you know you can have a have a discussion with and have a debate with. In fact, you we will even agree on some things. For example, this issue we would agree with Naomi Wolf on. She's not a leftist. A leftist is a Marxist. Of Lexus is a, a leftist is a they they employ communist tactics and, and communist ideology. She's not a leftist. She's a liberal. And so Naomi Wolf, she emphasized that the Center for Disease Control, this alphabet agency, yeah. promoted the COVID jabs as safe for pregnant women, if, even after knowledge of multiple mRNA shot induced induced deaths to unborn babies. This is horrible, Terry. Yeah. And, and 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 again, this is being a, a feminist author and, an, and a feminist journalist, Naomi Wolf. She's the whistleblower here. Yeah. And you know what? She's not backing down, Terry. No. And Jesse, she's a journalist. Jesse, yeah. just a quick note. You and I got booted off a Catholic network, a national radio station uh, years ago, five years ago. And I heard at the yeah. same time, like in 2020, they had doctors on their Catholic radio station saying, Mom, it's okay to take the Pfizer shot, no problem. So they bought into that. And, and you wonder why they got rid of us, because we didn't buy into it, Jess. Come on. So I, I say this, you know, it was a mistake yep. they made. I hope they repent of it, because now the facts are out. I sure wouldn't want to be participating. I wouldn't want to tell a woman, go ahead and get the Pfizer shot and then find out the baby and her are at, at, at ill. So my point is this. Sometimes, you know, Terry, Terry you, you did remind me you're right. I'm, Relevant radio was pushing the jab. Were, I, I remember ago, right? and I was upset about it. I said, guys, I tried to say, why? Well, because you know what they said? I'll give you on it. They said, because the church, the Holy Father said, everybody has a moral obligation to get the jab. See, he said that. Well, I say, with all due respect, Holy Father, stay in your lane. <laughs> no, it's not his lane to tell me about my medical uh, issues, about my if I want to take a vaccine that's tinted by aborted babies. I'm, I have a moral conscience. So my, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. I'm just saying that, that you know, here at Virgin Most Powerful, Jess, we don't do it because people are giving us money uh, to support us. Our bishops are going to support us. We do it because it's the right thing to do, and it's true. And so that's what I always want to ask. What's the truth about this? And let's dig with, get, get the truth out in season and out. It's interesting. Somebody saw Father Rocky the other day because there was a conference sure. over here in the Diocese of Phoenix, and I guess he was invited to speak. I was out of town, sure. and uh, one of my friends yeah. walked up to Father Rocky, and he go and the, he shook his hand. Yeah, I do. And, and, and he yeah. told him, Father Rocky, I'm too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed, and if hope was money, <laughs> I'd be a billionaire. And Father Rocky, he said. My friend told me his eyes just opened up like saucers. <laughs> he knows where that comes from. <laughs> exactly. And, and he goes, where do you get that from? And he said, oh, Terry and Jesse. And he said, Father Rocky just made an about face and, and walked away yeah. as fast as he could. Yeah. Well, Jess, let's just be honest. There's a reason why we have an independent network called Virgin Most Powerful Radio, because we're not part of the mainstream Catholicism. I'm just going to be honest. We're not, because we stick to the perennial teachings of the church, the deposit of faith. 
for the same reasons we're persecuted is by Bishop Strickland. Hey, imagine that. Bishop Strickland is part of VMPR, birds of the feather flocking together. Go ahead, brother. If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. <laughs> but Terry, going back to Naomi Wolf, this yeah. feminist author, feminist journalist, who is, again, a whistleblower. She's doing some good work. She's uh, yeah. uh We would definitely oh, agree with her. Oh, obviously. I, I, the facts. Yes. She, she got yes. the facts. Yes. So she's a liberal. She's not a leftist. You, you can talk to her. She's got yep. common sense. So Naomi Wolf, again, a Democrat who, who decades ago controversially controversially claimed that abortion is a necessary evil. She shared her dark conclusion about the jab on Steve Bannon's war room earlier this month. And when she was challenged by Steve Bannon, who was a good practicing Catholic, to back up her use of the word murder, which he pointed out suggests criminal elements that involved in the COVID shot release, Naomi Wolf affirmed that the evidence supports this term. So she didn't back down. She's She says, we've got the receipts, Naomi yep. Wolf said, yep. pointing listeners to the Pfizer report analysis that, sh that she's shared on her own website, including the Pfizer report 69 released in April 2023 by the Food and Drug Administration under court order. And Amy Kelly, program director of the War Room, yeah. uh, 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 said about the daily cloud Pfizer documents analysis project called the information from this batch of Pfizer clinical documents, which included a pregnancy and lactation cumulative review mm -hmm. among the most horrifying documents to be publicly released. So uh, I'm glad Terry, that again, you have some liberals with common sense, like Naomi Wolf, uh, the, the Pfizer document revealed that in its clinical trials, Adverse events, adverse events occurred in over 54% of cases yes. of maternal exposure to the vaccine, right. including through intercourse, inhalation, and skin contact. 53 women, 21%, in its trial suffered spontaneous abortions yes. following the Pfizer mRNA vac vaccination, and six premature labor and delivery cases resulted in two newborn deaths. And Terry... And the government, the government is hiding all this from us, and it takes lay people, it takes Americans, just like you know, patriotic Americans like Naomi Wolf, to give us this information so that we can all uh, share this information and realize what they're trying to do to us and our children. And just just to make a note about the doctors, thousands of doctors. How is it that thousands and thousands of doctors, tens of thousands of doctors, just looked the other way and said, "Hey, the facts are the facts," but I've got a job. I'm being paid well to do it. And I'm not going to say a word. Now, I have doctor friends who said, like Dr. French, who was on yesterday, he stopped after six months of COVID. He said, no, this is wrong. We, we, we have to do cost benefit. What's going on here? What happened to our old approach? Something's wrong. And so I just think that it goes back to following the money. If you're going to get yes, paid, yes. you're going to get paid to shut up. Think about this, Jesse. Does this apply to Nazi Germany when they had the uh, camps and people would go to work every day as a soldier, to guard the, the prisoners, he'd go home to his house and family and everything was fine. And after the war, when they asked him, how could you do that? You know, these people were being murdered. They were being burned. You know, how could you go to work? Well, it's because I was told to do it. I mean, I would have lost my job if I didn't do my job going to the crematoriums and turning these things on. And, and I think we're no different today. 
Yeah, Terry, a lot of people, unfortunately, they're, they're, they're sheeple. Yeah. They're, they're sheeple. Yeah. And like you said, First uh, Timothy 6.10, yep. for the love of money is the root of all evils, and some people, in their desire for it, have strayed from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. Says the same thing in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For, for the Lord says, I will never fail you nor forsake you. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with gain. This wow. is all vanity. Terry? All those scripture verses, amen, amen. This is God's love letter to us, pointing out how we're supposed to live. I didn't see any scripture verse that said, show me the money and then do it. I never saw that verse. You know why? It's not in the Bible. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this following of the money about Pfizer's documents showing that COVID jabs murder babies in the womb. Stay with us, family. We're back, Jess. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we got this uh, Naomi Wolf. Yeah who had an interview with Steve Bannon and boy, oh boy, is she a whistleblower. Uh, and she's, on, she's on the right side of the issues on this. You know, she's, she considers herself a feminist. Uh, she considers herself a, a Democrat, but boy, oh boy, is she right on the money when it comes to blowing the whistle on the fact that Pfizer's documents show the COVID jab murders babies in the womb. Yep. And she, she's probably going to pay a price for it oh, from, her, from her own party. Uh, here's some of the things that jump out. I, I, I underlined some of the ma- major parts sure. of the article. Yeah. So let me let me jump around here. Uh, Naomi Wolf assures Steve Bannon that these that these are definitely unborn babies being killed mm-hmm. since they involve the death of second and third trimester children, which even many abortion advocates consider to be persons. Uh, here's something else. Here's something else that she said. Uh, despite knowledge of these dire fetal and infant harms, including death caused by the mRNA COVID shot, both Pfizer and the FDA began an aggressive campaign to get women vaccinated anyway, uh, Naomi Wolf noted. Uh, Here's another section. And yet in what Wolf described as a shocking occurrence three days later, Rochelle Walensky, who was then the CDC director, gave a press conference from the White House stating that pregnant women should take the mRNA vaccine and that it was safe and effective. After after Naomi Wolf proved, sent the report to the Center for Disease Control, they still came out and lied, the, you know, basically the next day. <laughs> and just here's another one. Wolf pointed out that Dr. Peter McCulloch and his colleague, John Leak, recently reported on their Substack Courageous Discourse that Dr. Uh, Pierre Corey and Dr. Paul Morick, two of the most prominent dissent doctors who have been treating both COVID and injuries from COVID shots, have been sent disciplinary letters from the medical licensing board. They're going to lose their license because they're doing the right thing. So they've been put on notice that their license will be taken away if they continue to tell the truth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And try to save people, Wolf wow. said. See, this is how serious this is. They're pushing hard to keep your mouth shut. And people, very few people will open their mouth when they know they're going to lose their job. Oh, Terry, we, we live in a full-blown cancel culture right now. Look what they're doing to former President Trump. Yeah, there you go. There's a good example. Uh, all he's trying to say is they stole the election. I have evidence. And they're prosecuting him 
for thinking and speaking uh, as such. Yeah. Uh, you have a, a lot of the, uh, the the J6 people that are being that, that have been locked up, the January 6 uh, uh, the people that, that went out there to the state capitol. Yeah. Uh, for for well, you know, a lot of them just like myself, we think that the, the elections were stolen. They're vocal about it as well. A lot of them, Terry, are been giving you know 15, 20, 25 years just for again holding the position that the election was stolen, and we're going to come out here and and, and we're going to and, and we're going to peaceably assemble as as the Constitution allows us. But going back to this article, sure. it says. So they've been put on the, on notice that their licenses can be taken away right. if they continue to tell the truth and try to save people. Yep. Naomi Wolf re- re- remarked. She went on to explain, on the other hand, that she she has uncovered weighty incentives for doctors to promote the <laughs> mRNA jabs. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and again, it, it all goes back to according to Wolf, the contract requires these doctors and entities to give the money back if they start to tell the truth to pregnant women about the dangers. And the actual risk of the COVID shots, uh, the paragraph before that says, Naomi Wolf told how Dr. James Thorpe and his wife procured through the Freedom of Information Act communications between the Department of Health and Human Services, another corrupt agency, and non-governmental organizations that represent uh, OGGYNS, showing that the HHS was paying, here it is, here it is. This is the key to the whole article. got it. The HHS was paying millions and millions of dollars to these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, under the terms of a contract that required OBGYNs, these are doctors, to stick to the HHS script about safety and efficacy of the emergency injection for pregnant women. So Terry, doctors were paid off, and they were paid off to be to, to become to go from healers. Two killers. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Why? Go back once again. For the love of money. Yep. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Yep. yep. Our Lord says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. By the way, mammon was the demon god of Syria. Who's and, and the name Mammon in, in the Syriac language, it means power and riches. So Mammon was a deity that was worshipped by the Syrian pagans. Wow. And the name Mammon meant uh, power and riches. Well, today, Terry, Mammon is the spirit that deceives, that deceives people in our country into trusting money in place of God. Yep. And, and this demon God that's still alive today because demons don't die. They're just like angels or pure spirit. Yep. This demon mammon tries to get you to look at money the way you should look at God. Yeah, well, that's just it. We, uh, you know, this is, I say, the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. It's all centered on uh, myself, and money is uh, number one in most people's lives. So why would we want God in the picture? And this is why this article is so apparent. She maintains, uh, Wolf says, she maintains these financial incentives to lie to pregnant women about the safety of the MRI and shot with and financial punishments if they tell the truth. It continues today, Jesse. This is not two that years ago. This is going on as we speak. And, Terry, and they're about to implement it again. Yes, uh, round two. I keep calling. Yeah, the, the president of Brandon's he's about to implement this uh 
this new wave of uh, of, of, of you know the oh, COVID yeah. proto COVID protocols. Yeah. And, and so we're going to be, especially those in blue states and 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 Arizona, which used to be a red state. Yeah. We're also going to have uh, Katie Hobbs, who's going to use the full force of her governmental office to try to force these new COVID protocols. Or, or or resurrect these proto proto COVID calls on us yeah. again. Yeah, it's but uh, yeah. So we're we're in for a fight, Terry. Oh yeah. But so she went on to explain, on the other hand, that she's uncovered weighty incentives for doctors to promote the mRNA jabs. As we said, again, they're getting millions and millions of dollars. Uh, last year, Naomi Wolf alleged that the shots had been causing a large scale baby die off, which amounts to genocide. After a team of 3,000 highly credentialed doctors, RNs, biostatisticians, and medical fraud investigators affiliated with Steve Bannon's War Room and the Daily Clout, a media company which Wolf co-founded, began to review the 55,000 Pfizer documents disclosed by the FDA, another uh, corrupt uh, Mm -hmm. alphabet agency, after a court order. Astoundingly, the team has found from one of the released Pfizer trial reports that Pfizer reportedly, quote, lost the records of 234 out of the 270 mRNA-injected women who conceived the child, which Wolf said is a violation of the law. Even more shocking is that of the 36 remaining women whose pregnancies came to term, over 80% of them lost their babies by spontaneous abortion or miscarriage she reported unbelievable Gary, the left the the left has an insatiable desire just to kill babies yeah. I, I mean i just we just they they're they're um they would have made good pagans in the old testament sure uh because again the left the woke left in this country they love infanticide yep hey jess let me put a side note because we just got a couple minutes i want to re- remind everybody we have a bishop sheen rally coming up on the 14th of october and uh, we've got uh, Dr. Peter Howard, who's been on our show. He's been getting all kinds, tens of thousands of signatures to support the Fulton Sheen beatification. But we also have a priest who was converted because he read a book by Bishop Sheen when he was 13 mm-hmm. years old. And he ended up becoming a Catholic priest. He's going to tell his conversion story and offer Holy Mass for us. Matt Arnold will be there. I'll be there. We'll be talking about the effect that Fulton Sheen has had on the church. And he will having a bigger effect when he's beatified, and we'll get an update on all of that. You can go to vmpr.org on our website to register. You can also stream it wherever you are in the world so you won't miss it. Also, I want to remind people, last weekend we were in Tyler, Texas. We have all the recordings. If people want to get a recording, we'll make sure we'll send you an email on this. But if you do want to get it before, just call us at 877 877- Five two six two one five one for the whole weekend's conference on video. It's it's an amazing conference defending the faith. I got to tell you when when uh, Bishop Strickland spoke, in the middle of his talk, the entire uh, crowd in the convention center stood up and started clapping. I mean, it was like we we he's America's bishop. I mean, this man and people know it. People and they know, know it, it Jesse. And so I just want to encourage you to listen to those talks. Because they inspired everyone at the conference, and you can get that from Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jess, what do we have up next? We have what the uh, we have Church Militant with the news. Yeah, Church Militant. Jesse, what just, were, go ahead. Hit me. Jesse. I want to just mention how brave American frontline doctors were oh, because yeah. they were putting they out this information. 
they they were they were telling us Terry you wouldn't take no. that there's yeah, that there's no need for a vaccine right that this this is all political and it's all about money yep. so I want to give kudos to them you have to yeah they, Terry because money's always the motive COVID is an industry unto itself yes. you got the jabs the pills the tests the needles <laughs> no uh, the boosters who's paying uh, for all this Jesse so, you are yeah well, Terry, I am. it's it's a never-ending revenue stream for exactly. the left. Exactly. And here's what's the public-private partnership. Uh, it needs to keep the illusion of a pandemic going on. So this is big corporations and our Democrat government working together to keep the illusion that this is still going on. And again, one of the guys that's behind this is Bill Gates. Yeah. This guy. This guy's a big population czar. He's a big population nut. And by the way, his father, you know, the fruit didn't fall far no, from the tree. Oh, not at all. His father was one of the founders of Planned Parenthood with Isn't Margaret that Sanger. that interesting? And also Bill Gates' father, by the way, he was also a Mason. Surprise, surprise. Oh, no surprise. <laughs> Jesse, it all fits. And this is why we have to resist. That's it. Yeah. We're not going to put it up with. Talking about resist, we've got Church Militant coming up yeah. when we come back. And I want to just thank our listeners who have been supporting us because we can't speak like this anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, no. VMPR.org. We wouldn't be yeah. on. Well, the Rockies sure didn't let me. They yep. didn't let us. No, yep. Okay, well, we're going to have Church Militant give us an update on the news and much more when we come back. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. Yes, and if hope was money, yes, and I would be billionaires. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are back. Got Brad Eli on with us. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Doing good, Jesse. Doing very good. Yourself? I'm better than most. Not as good as some. But uh, talk to me, Brad. What's going on? What's going on in in our crazy culture of death? What's going on in church politics? What's going on in, in the world of the culture of death? Uh, talk to us. Yeah, the, uh, your, uh, your, your boy Bishop Strickland, everybody's all-American favorite uh, bishop, uh, is doing it again. Hit another one over the fence on Tuesday. Pastoral letter came out Tuesday. Uh, and and it, uh, reaffirming uh, the Catholic dogma, dogma, mind you, the you know, infallible dogma, that there's no salvation outside the Catholic Church. Now, that's often misunderstood or whatever, and, and some people look askance at it, but it's a true dogma properly understood. And, he's, and, and he takes a kind of a swipe at the modern pastoral approach these days. That, uh, and this is, this is lifted right from the pastoral letter that came out uh, yesterday. He says, it is false charity, false charity, to tell people that regardless of what path they are on, it is God's will that they stay where they are. You sound familiar? Because this <laughs> does not call on people to embrace the one true path instituted by God for the salvation of souls. Uh, and, and hats off to the, to the brave bishop. You shouldn't have to be brave to, to say the truth. And yet we all know that, you know, you, you stick your head up too far, uh, you know, in, in towards heaven and, and call out that truth and you, kind of, you get your, your miter whacked off. So we're going to find out, uh, you know, how things roll for him. But the uh, kudos, kudos to him that he would just stand up and call, uh, you know, false charity for just um, 
allowing people to be mired in the truth, uh, mired in the, in the, in the uh, lack of truth, mired in falsity and, and erroneous judgment and error, and just be mired in that. And to be, you know, it'd be like, uh, you know, the devil's got his claws around somebody, and you, and you just want to let them stay there. You don't want to free them, you know, or chains of uh, falsehood and error, and you don't want to break those chains for the person. You know, they're in darkness, and you don't want to shine light on them. It's just, uh, it's, such, it's such simple truth, and yet, you know, hats off to them for, for proclaiming that, though. You know what? And, and, and it's that type of simple truth that gets good priests like him or in good bishops canceled. We, we live in a communist canceled culture and it's infiltrated not only politics in American culture, but also the Catholic church for saying something so simple and basic as that. I'm telling you right now it's controversial. And right now there's, I, there's gotta be rumblings in the Vatican with that statement from Bishop Strickland. Yeah, I really, uh, really appreciate it. And just while people are out there, you know, to rightly understand that no salvation outside the church, just think of it, wherever there is salvation, there is the church. And that uh, Christ is the way, the truth, the, the church is his mystical body. So, uh, you know, you, you can't be, uh, have the Holy Spirit, the soul, without being part of that body uh, in, in some way, shape, or form. Also, uh, the mediatrix of all graces. You know, we talk about the Blessed Mother and things, but the, the, the Holy Mother Church as being the mediatrix of all the graces that God wishes to give to the world uh, no matter who you are, come through the church in, in uh, you know, because they all come from Christ. Yeah, so, you're right. uh, yeah that, that's a good point, uh, Brad. And that's, that's just objectively, and I tell, I tell Protestants, whether you know it or not, all your prayers to God, the Trinity, went through Mary to the Godhead, and, and all the grace from the Godhead came through Mary to you, to you, for your petition, whether you know that or not, that's just objective, but you will know that at your particular judgment, you'll see the way the economy of grace worked. It went through Mary to the Trinity, and it came from the Trinity back through Mary, as Saint uh, uh, Maximilian Colby says, the Blessed Mother is the neck of the mystical body. Yeah, and, and, and God shows us already that he could have come any way he wanted uh, into this world, but he chose to come through the Blessed Virgin Mary through uh, through her womb, and that was uh, and 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 not that he just kind of just you know passed through, but that actually she clothed him with flesh and that. So to show that you know her fiat, you know, and, and her choice and her participation uh, was all sought and used necessary, a, a secondary we call in philosophy a, a secondary efficient cause there, and you know what a co-redeemer in that sense, partnering with Christ, uh, you know, like Adam and his helper Eve, uh, you have Christ and his uh, helper, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, in a very essential role of motherhood to come into this world, my goodness, uh, how, how much more necessary could you have there? Amen. Um, uh, in, in other news, uh, not so good, uh, Bishop uh, Jeremias uh, Steinmetz from uh, Londrina, Brazil, giving communion, Holy Communion, Christ, the Son of Mary, uh, real, truly, really substantially present in the Eucharist, uh, to a Muslim sheik who he knew wasn't, wasn't hit or miss, wasn't just, oh, I, you know, mistaken identity. And uh, that was on the 28th of August. And then on the 30th of August, he Scandalous. actually doubles Scandalous. down, doubles down and says, no, this is the right thing. And 
he quotes uh, Nostra Aetate from Vatican II about the Muslims, and he quotes, uh, you know, Desideria from, from Pope Francis, the last apostolic letter from last year, and says, you know, uh, you know, everybody that receives communion, that's a good thing, willed by God, and all this, and it's like, wow, have you ever read the Bible? You know, 1 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 11, uh, was it verse 29 or so, and St. Paul says, he who receives out discerning the body of Christ receives judgment. Clear. That, that verse right there, uh, it just uh, negates any Muslim from ever being able to receive Holy Communion, no matter they're people of goodwill, because they, they don't discern that that's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and so they're disqualified. So this bishop doesn't even know basic New Testament theology. What a shame. This is modern. This is classic modernism. And this, uh, again, we want to have a Eucharistic revival with bishops like this. Uh, the, the Eucharistic revival is dead in the water before it even starts. You know, and we were talking about this on Rome Dispatch this morning. And, you know, we kind of put some dots on the map. And it's like what happened down in, this is Brazil, uh, where the Bishop Steinmetz did this uh, this last week. But it really is not too far from where the bishops around the world are operating. And let's throw a few points out there because we got just a moment here. Pro-abort politicians routinely in a state of sin. You know, St. Paul in that same chapter 11, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, says he who receives unworthily, you know, receives uh, judgment. So unto himself. So the thing is, you're not in a state of grace. You're not worthy to receive uh, in that sense. And Biden, Pelosi, and all these characters that are receiving, given routinely, Holy Communion, you know, it's just, it boggles the mind. And then the whole push to give homosexual, active homosexual, we're not talking about people that have homosexual tendencies. We're talking about people living out a gay lifestyle, routinely, publicly receiving. And that's being in vogue today by many bishops. And then uh, the German bishops, as late as 2021, saying Protestants can receive Holy Communion. Uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires, you know, the bishops down there saying their pastoral letter comes out and says, you know, the divorced and civilly remarried outside of the church can receive. So this is crazy times we're living in. And, and so, yeah, it is bad on Steinmetz, but... Yes. You start putting the dots out there, and it's like, wow, a lot of people, where did you lose, where did you lose your supernatural faith in the mystery of faith? And I'm going to tell you, it was with contraception, when the young priests were told by the bishops, look the other way, when 90 plus percent of the Catholics are coming, and with contraception, you know, in the confessional, let them, you know, conscience be their guide, and all this stuff, and they're receiving communion, you know, Pew Research, saying 90 plus percent of the communion, the Catholics in contra practicing contraception receive Holy Communion. And then the way they treat our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, liturgical communion in the hand, Eucharistic uh, ministers all over the place, uh, you know, ministers, you know, extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist, unconsecrated hands, you know, touching uh, vessels not being cleansed, all sorts of stuff. Over time, you lose your faith in the mystery of faith, yeah. Christ, body, blood, soul, divinity, present. And when you do that, you know, you don't have you don't have the deposit of faith anymore. You don't have you've lost your faith in the deposit of faith, and that these people it shows they they're acting that way. So, Brad, I'll tell you why because the way you reinforce or the the way you reinforce orthodoxy, it has to be reinforced through orthopraxy. If people see the postures 
uh, your postures are one of reverence and piety and belief, then people are going to say, wow, there must be something to this Catholic Holy Communion. Look at the way that guy receives on his knees, on his tongue. He puts his hands together. He's pious. He goes back to the pew. He prays. The way you practice your faith, it tells the world everything about what you believe. Oh, absolutely. There was a lady that many years ago, uh, she told me that uh, she was a convert to Christian Catholicism. And what did it for her, she attended with her, I don't know if she was fiance at the time, or if they were actually married, early marriage, early in their marriage. And she attended, she went into church, this was still in the early 60s, and she went into church, everybody was kneeling at the communion rail. They had a communion rail, so you wow. know it was you know, before Vatican II. And, the, and not the Vatican II told to tear out the communion rail, but it just happened yeah. chronologically after that. But right. she came in, and the communion rail is there, and just the priest alone is distributing on the tongue, everybody Sheesh. kneeling, piously dressed, hands folded, very prayerful, very quiet, very reverent. And she just knew, just exactly like you said, you know, the, the orthopraxies. She just knew right there, body, blood. So there was something special, something very, very special going on right there. And that's what caused her to, to come into the faith, ultimately. So, wow. uh, yeah, the, the orthopraxies, when it's all together, all of that stuff matters. Every little bit of mortar, as a good priest used to explain, in that wall, a brick wall, you know, helps hold all those bricks together. And you start chipping away at all that mortar, and pretty soon the bricks get loose, and they start tumbling, you know, they start falling. Well, th this is what the modernists have done. They've, they've been chipping away at the mortar for decades yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Another uh, third story is a good story. San Francisco Archdiocese actually notifying the parents of their right, public school parents. These aren't attendees of Catholic school. Uh, this is the San Francisco Archdiocese talking to parents and, um, that are, you know, maybe Catholic, but he, they're talking to the public school parents notifying them of their rights to opt out of sex ed for their children. So their children are involved in all the sex ed, you know, my, my mommy and her, her wife and my two, my two dads and all this other crazy nonsense going on today, that they can opt out of that. And they cite the California Education Code. And they say the Education Code acknowledges, quote, a parent or guardian of a pupil in grades 7 through 12 uh, has the right to excuse their child from all or any part of a comprehensive sexual health education. So God bless them for standing up for the rights of their parents. Thanks a lot, Brad. We'll see you next week, my friend. God bless you. Thank you very much for the update. You've been all listening. Right, Great to be with you. You've been listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. We'll see you next next week. And tomorrow, I mean. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. And remember, pray hope and don't worry. worry. God is merciful and will hear your prayer.